This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, we take you back to Ukraine, where the Russian invasion is in its second week. Now, the other day, you might have heard in our Rundown podcast, Brian Stern, a retired Navy officer who is now helping rescue people from a second country. He is with Project Dynamo, an organization that he co-founded last year to help get Americans stranded in Afghanistan out of that country after the chaotic U.S. troop withdrawal. And we talked to him a few months ago after his exhaustive efforts to evacuate a plane load of people. Well, now he's in Ukraine doing the same thing, helping Americans and others stranded in a war zone to get out. Now, my full conversation with Brian was a lot longer than we could include on Thursday. So today, you'll get a chance to hear it all, which is the whole point of these extras. We are glad you're here to listen, invite you to keep coming back for more. And now Brian Stern on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Hey, Brian Stern, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, wow. Great. I'm really glad. I know you must be so busy, and I, and I appreciate the time you're giving us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you again. I, I know we spoke several months ago when you were helping people get out of Afghanistan, and, and there you are again, different place, same mission. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to get a real job, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, it looks like you have a real job now. <laughs> let's hope there's not a third place sometime soon you know i i have this tendency to keep going to places where there's no u.s embassy and and the president keeps saying evacuate it seems like that that's you know i have an affinity towards these kinds of places <laughs> I, I it feels like it's part two of a movie you're you're an action hero in a second uh, you know in a sequel yeah well if they ever make a movie about me it'll be danny devito that plays me probably you know <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a bit younger than Danny DeVito, but okay. <laughs> all right. Um, joining us again on the Fox News Rundown is Brian Stern. He's a retired Navy officer who has, in the last many months, been very busy overseas doing other types of operations. He was in Afghanistan helping rescue Americans stranded there after the chaotic evacuation. And now he is in Ukraine helping people get out of the country with the Russian invasion. He's the co-founder of Project Dynamo. Brian, thank you very much for being back with us. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. You've had a crazy couple of days. I know you're uh, trying to help people get out. What's the what's what's the situation now? What are you what are you dealing with? Uh, so the situation is dire uh, and complicated in every way. Uh, unlike Afghanistan, you, you know, Afga the Afghanistan operations that Project Dynamo conducted was the conclusion or the end, you know, the last couple of pages of a 20 year war. Here in Ukraine, it's the it's the first couple of days of a you know, the first couple of pages of the beginning of a new war. So the dynamic on the ground is is fundamentally different. There's there's always 
commonalities with rescues. There's always a medium of transportation. There's always a need. There's always uh, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. But you know, that's kind of consistent throughout, no matter what the situation what, what the situation is. But um, as far as as far as the the nuances with it, it's completely different. It's a completely different problem set. Right, and you are dealing with an active war and when you're moving people you don't know necessarily where an explosion might be going or where russia might be attacking where are you now uh right now i'm at uh uh we call it hotel dynamo uh aka hotel tranquility you'll you may hear that around okay uh, it's a safe location within ukraine where dynamo is is uh where we've been where we're starting to kind of base our operations uh-huh. it's in a, it's a good spot uh, close within striking distance of a couple of countries for cross-border operations and also, but also inside Ukraine, uh, uh, inside Ukraine, far away from a lot of the primary military targets that Vladimir Putin and the Red Army are, uh, are targeting. Okay, so you are not dealing with explosions all around you as you are getting people out at the moment. Uh, so uh, that's incorrect. We're not okay. dealing with explosions, not dealing with explosions and all that stuff at our safe haven. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, we just did not. We just did a series of operations over the last 24 hours, and uh, we had artillery, we had missiles, and we had gunfire in the streets oh, as we were. Geez. Oh my gosh! So, so where you are now, you're safe. But when you're out getting people and collecting people and putting them on buses, that's where you're right in the zones. We we, we are in an active war zone. There's no there's no other way to say it. The, wow. There, there's there's um, we, we've had we've had kinetic strikes uh, not far from here, but far enough away, far enough away where it doesn't impact us a whole lot. But but it is an active war zone. There's no there's no two ways about it. People are getting killed every single day. Uh, Kharkiv is getting mercilessly shelled as we speak. Um, uh, there's there's a it, it, it is an active war zone and everything that you would expect of an active war zone of a country that's that's under siege by a foreign invading force how many people have you been able to rescue so far i tell you i uh, was really hoping you didn't ask me that question because (laughs) okay Uh, uh uh i could tell you how many operations how many missions we've done and i uh, i literally just ran back in from doing another one i I was in uh, i'm in ukraine right now I i was in romania about 20 minutes ago. So um, uh, I need to get back to you on that one because I don't uh, no, it, it, no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, you can ballpark it. How, how, let's, let's rephrase it. How many missions have you had and are you dealing with busloads of people? Yep. Uh, we've done, uh, we've done, we've done six, six operations. One of those operations was very sensitive. It was a single, it was a single uh, female uh, operation. She's a, uh, we had a single female who was uh, who was pregnant also with a baby so oh, we my. treated her um uh there were some other other issues there so we were treating we treated that one with a little bit of kick gloves uh so but we it counts because every one of these every one of these missions is dangerous so until until someone who needs to be evacuated is evacuated we we the the mechanism by which we get them to safety is considered an operation because we're on the street we're doing movement um things go wrong things can go wrong and lives are at risk until until they're not okay uh, um, our first operation was by far i would say our most prolific uh um it uh which i'm happy to explain that yeah but um we've done six in total shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders 
with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So when you say prolific, is that where you were able to get the most people out? Uh, no, um, prolific in the sense of we, we came to Ukraine, again, as a contrast to Afghanistan. When, when Project Dynamo was founded in my living room in August 2021, which is amazing to say that in March 2022, we're still talking about it. That was never the plan. Um, it was started in the shadow of an evacuation that was not going well. Yeah, the evacuation right. of Afghanistan. And, you know, I'm a guy that talks and I talk in metaphors and analogies and, and uh, uh, those, those kinds of things all the time. So the way I would equate it is, you know, changing a tire while we were driving down the street. Right. It was already a mess. It was already wrought with peril and problems and personalities. 20 years of history and all that stuff. When when Ukraine started, we got here before the war, before the first shot, shots were fired. There was a buildup. Uh, one of our donors had inquired if we were going to support. And the decision that I made was, let's go forward because Noah built the ark before the flood. And I thought, as I reflected, wouldn't it be amazing if we could, if, you know, the lessons learned from our Afghanistan operations, if we can apply those to planning out what Ukraine may be. Who know at the time we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if, if Russia was going to invade. Right, right. You know, you know, it it could have been we came out here to build all this human and physical infrastructure, and it turned out to be for no reason, right? So, on the 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 morning that uh, the morning that the first missiles flew, uh, I was in uh, I was in downtown Kiev, and um and it shook my hotel like many others. It, it, they landed not too far away uh, from downtown. And um, and what was amazing to me was watching how the planning process that we that we conducted really, really, really worked. So when the missiles flew, by the time the missiles flew, we'd already been on the ground for a couple of days. In that short time, we had built out human and physical infrastructure, meaning people, buses, some safe locations, general ideas as to what we're going to do, not knowing what the threat environment would be like because nothing had happened yet. When the missiles flew, we my my buses were my bus was picking me up in front of my location in just under 60 minutes. And we were conducting rescue operations within 90 minutes. And we were rolling down the road to safety with a busload of people uh, right around the 93rd minute from the first cut from the first attack. Wow, that is incredible. Is, from a from a from a setting condition from a setting conditions to, con- to to conduct operations perspective, that's pretty pretty unbelievable. I would challenge most organizations to be able to do that in that kind of response time, especially a donor funded. Uh, we're all volunteers. We have no backup really from a whole, from anyone other than generosity of our donors. So right. the idea that we were able to get that going and we saved a busload of people, literally a busload, that morning. Um, was uh, truly a, a testament to our our mechanism and our the way that we do our business, the way that we do it, that it works. Uh, and then and then less than less than twenty eight hours later, we were conducting our second operation. And then a day after that, 
we did our third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Pretty amazing. So now when people, con- how, you, you get contacted all the time, and these are not just Americans, I imagine, that you're helping to get out of this country. Am I right? Well, I, I like to say that, that you know, I'm a proud American, and my, I give, uh, you know, I, I give a preference uh, you know, if there was if there was an empty seat to a to an American or to, to a non-American, I'd probably lean all things being equal to to an American. But the reality is, is I don't leave I don't leave a seat empty on my bus. So I'm happy to save I'm happy to save and evacuate and rescue anybody that we can move and evacuate safely and legally. We don't violate the laws of any country, any country ever, ever, ever. We we respect the laws and, and the sovereignty of everyone. So we don't we don't smuggle. We don't we don't do anything like that. Uh, so as long as you're able to travel legally and it's appropriate, and uh, uh, there, there's no um, there, there's uh, we can do it properly. We're very happy to do so. On our run today, we did it. We on our we did it up the operation. I just came back from. We actually had a family who evacuated a six person family who evacuated from Afghanistan to Ukraine. And I just evacuated them from Ukraine to Romania. Oh my gosh. Wow. They've had a heck of a six months. Wow. Pretty rough. But just just as an example, an Afghan family with Swiss, with uh, Swiss visas in their passports, I can move them safely and legally uh, 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 about the battle space and, uh, and um, you know, appropriately getting, all the all the right all the right stamps and all that stuff now when it comes to ukraine we've heard a lot about how banks are closed you can't get money you can't use credit cards a lot of stores are closed there's not a lot of stuff when food there's no eggs there's no meat all these kinds of things how are you getting supplied very difficult very 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 difficult it is our as uh uh by far our, our the the our number one challenge uh, uh, everything is, um, you know, it's supply and demand. There's a short supply and, and there's a high demand. Therefore, prices go up. Um, uh, access to currency is one of our biggest challenges. Credit cards and wire transfers and, uh, you know, American Express doesn't work in Ukraine. So everything has to be done with hard currency, actual paper money. And it is hard to find Grievna, the local currency here. It really is. The ATMs are empty. Banks are empty. Um, exchanges are empty. And uh, uh, um, uh, it, it, it is very difficult. So if if I can find gas, if which is incredibly hard for buses, incredibly hard. If I can do that, it's really hard to pay for it. <laughs> Man, that is something. I mean, you need gas. I mean, you're 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 literally getting people out of the country, and you're going to get them, and all these things. So, do you have a, a few places that in your back pocket you know you can get fuel? Uh, we're working on them. Uh, they come and go and you know, uh, people are fleeing. So that, that's the other part of this thing is that this is a country under siege. So so, uh, you know, finding finding bus drivers is a challenge because if they can leave, they do. So it, there's it's an availability issue of uh, of everything. Doesn't matter really what it is. If it's not bus drivers, it's gasoline. If it's not gasoline, it's currency. If it's not currency, it's something else. So um, uh, um, it is challenging. You know, how, how do you talk a bus driver who can get across the border legally and safely with him and his family? How do I talk him into, man, why don't you hang out a little bit? Send the wife and kids across. You hang out with me. Let's go to Kiev and, and go get possibly killed by artillery. Not, not, it's a tough proposition. 
It's a very, but very there have been a lot of men who have stayed to fight. And in fact, most of the refugees who've left the country are women and children. And a lot of men have been lining up to get weapons to try to fight the Russians. So have you have you been getting mostly men and women or um, rather mostly women and children out? Uh, we, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say mostly women and children, but, um, I haven't really looked at the numbers to be, to be, to, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but what I will tell you is, is that I have yet to meet a Ukrainian man who doesn't want to fight. I, that, that doesn't seem to be in their DNA. People forget that the Ukrainian people for centuries, you, Ukraine, you know, Kiev is one of the oldest cities in the world. Uh, the the Ukrainian people as a people the fiber of their being they're fighters they're they're Cossacks they're they 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 you know they, the old Cossacks had big furry hats and they would ride in on on horses with sabers and 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 destroy their enemies with impunity that's what's in the DNA of these people this is a, a much different thing I submit to you that that possibly Vladimir Putin underestimated his adversary a little bit and he certainly under, underestimated their resolve certainly that i uh, you know i we went through over 50 checkpoints last night in our last operate in our in this in the operation i just did uh going from the north all the way to the south over 50 checkpoints some of those checkpoints some of them were very um professionally manned meaning uniformed soldiers, right. clearly organized, clearly professionals. You can tell even by the way that, they're, that the checkpoints are constructed and organized, and even to the extent that they're checking IDs and doing their process, which is a scary thing. They take, they take it very, very, very seriously. A checkpoint in Ukraine today is not a TSA pre-check kind of experience. It's a, you know, guns are out, guns are pointed at you. It's a, as appropriate, as appropriate as appropriate. Uh, but other checkpoints are more locally run. And you see guys in various kinds of camouflage and, and all kinds of things. Nevertheless, they are absolutely target fixated on, on deterring and defeating the Russian threat. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, we learned this in the, from studying, studying the history of the Crusades. One man defending his home is better than 10 hired soldiers. I don't care where that is. Doesn't matter. And that has never been more true here in Ukraine. Now, Russia, you're, you're mil you have a military background. You've been in the military for, you know, obviously you were in the army enlisted and then you ended up as a Navy officer. There have been a lot of military experts who have been kind of confused that, that the Russian invasion, that the military has, has, has performed poorly. Its air force is sort of AWOL in some ways. It's not been the way people expected it to be. Are you surprised by the way it's gone? Um, it's a tough question because they have a volume, they, you know, they have a volume superiority, uh, piece and they also, they also have, a uh, you know, they have air superiority, they have missiles, they have some, you know, really cool toys, you know, really good stuff. But the reality is, you know, the Russians have an aircraft carrier that's famous for two things, breaking down all the time and killing Russian pilots. So, so, you know, if you think about it, if you, if you think about it in the context of, of, uh, capability the united states has maintained an aircraft carrier forward deployed since like world war ii we have 11 of them but we have 11 big ones and a whole bunch of little smaller ones and we land and land airplanes and take off airplanes at night all weather kind of as a matter of routine for us 
Well, the Russians kind of still struggle with it. So if you say, if you say, you know, that everyone should be surprised, yes, they have a volume issue. Their rules of engagement are basically non-existent. Their their uh, their tactics are brutal. Civilian casualties are okay. Collateral damage is almost encouraged. So some of those things make them a very, very, very tough adversary on top of cyber threat and the rest. But but you know, as far as the actual, you know, actual, um, you know, uh, uh, capacity piece of the Russian army, everyone caught in the military, we call Russia the bear, right? Uh, China's the dragon, Russia's the bear. Well, the big bad bear is looking more like a Teddy Ruxpin doll to me. I mean, they, they ran out of, they went through 70% of their guided munitions uh, just the other day. They had 70 or 80% I read, right? We're in the first week of war. The United States was at war in Afghanistan for 20 years, and we use guided munitions every single day. So, you know, if you, if you run through your stores in, in under a week, how 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 capable are you really when it's all said and done? Now, that's, Rockstar, a scary that's, a heck of a, that's a heck of an 80s reference right there. <laughs> I have to give you credit for that one. I have to also uh, but, ask you a, a much more serious note. Say this invasion continues to close in on all these different cities and more of Ukraine falls, unfortunately. At what point will it be too unsafe for you to do what you do? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, um, we'll, we'll see. I'm not a believer. Um, uh, some people some people who are critical of me, uh, uh, you know, they have uh, not nice things to say. But the reality is, is I, I always like to get to a yes. That's just the reality. And if that means I have to do 10 cartwheels to get there, then that's what we'll do. As long as there's a need and as long as there's funding available and as long as as long as we can, we will continue to operate. I, uh, Our current database as of yesterday, and I'm sure it's gone up, we're at just over 8,500 Ukrainian people in Ukraine asking us for help. I'm not going to turn my back as long as we can. It's Where can people issue. go? Where can people go to help you? The, the two big things that you can do to help me are go to projectdynamo.org and there are two buttons. The first button is the first button is the evacuation form button. If you have if you are in Ukraine, if you have family or friends in Ukraine, and they need to get out. That is how we find them. That is how we rack and stack how, you know, uh, uh, when and how and if recognize that we're not going to rescue everybody. We can't. I wish we could, but that's not really plausible or feasible. Um, but the, that form is step one of getting you out. If you don't do, if you don't fill it out, I can't find you. If I can't find you, I can't bring you out. It's just like that. And it's, it's just the way it is. Uh, so please fill out the form, please fill out the form. We do the best that we can. We have people that do density graphics to figure out based on registrations, where the highest concentration of people are based on where we can get to. So that form is really, really, really important. The other thing to do is we are donor funded. And not, we're all volunteers. I'm not paid. I'm a, I am. I do. I don't draw a salary. No one on. No one. No Dynamo. Uh, no. No one on Dynamo gets paid a penny. Not a single one of us. Every dollar that you give goes to either the, either to preparing an operation or conducting an operation. So it's very simple. You give money, we save lives. That's it. It couldn't be easier. So every dollar counts. Five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you can do. 
Brian Stern is the co-founder for Project Dynamo. And again, we're talking to him as he is in Ukraine helping to get Americans and others out of a war zone. Brian, thank you very much. We wish you well, and we wish you safety, and, and we uh, hope to talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Brian, be well and safe. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Did you hear the news? Now you can. With instant updates from Fox News for Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play news from Fox. In Fox News. It's the latest when you need it. On demand from Fox News and Amazon Alexa.